the building's got a leak or an issue, you know, to actually physically get up on the side of the building, you need to, you know, throw a swing stage over or ropes or whatever you're doing, or we can fly this camera up and take a look with high resolution images uh, off the drone. So. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. Thanks for joining us today on SSR On Air. Appreciate you being here. This is Greg Isaacs with us today. And Greg, we'll start out, just uh, tell me a little bit about what you do here. Just a brief one, and then we'll dig in a little bit more. Sure. Thanks for having me. I, I manage SSR's building enclosure or building envelope services. Uh, so we're a full service group providing envelope consulting and, and got a team of engineers um, here doing that work. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll dig into that here in a, in a bit because I'm, I'm sure everybody, uh, a lot of people out there are, are going to say, what does that mean? What is, what is building envelope? building enclosure design services? What, what are we doing there? So we'll dig into that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about where you came from. How you got here? Dig back in the annals of history. Sure. Um, you don't have to go all the way back to uh, you know the time when you were you know uh, running around in diapers, but you know, <laughs> start out with maybe you know uh, where you went to school and 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 how you ended up in this industry. Sure, sure. I went to went to school at uh, Clemson University in South Carolina. Um, took my first job in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, also doing building envelope, building enclosure consulting. Um, and back in that day, um, you know, my degree was in civil engineering and uh, emphasis in structures. Um, when I was in my interview, my new boss at the time um, was showing me envelope consulting and opened up a report, which at the time came in a three-ring binder and had photographs that were printed out. And we, we all remember what slid those are, in, right? in, in there um, <laughs> and showed me how he was helping solve problems and diagnose leaks in, in walls and windows and pulling buildings apart and fixing them and, and uh, yeah. helping to solve problems. And I said, that sounds interesting. Um, let's do it. And I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. So how long has that been? Uh, so that's uh, coming up on 18 years soon. Okay. Um, I was in Charlotte for um, for a long time until till decided to come back and get closer to some family over here. Thought about moving over to Huntsville, uh, a lot of aerospace down there, mm-hmm. but um, saw an, an opening in building envelope consulting not too far away and uh, took it and, and been here since then. So how long have you been at SSR? Um, it'll be uh, eight years this year. Okay. Well, good. So um, let's talk a little bit about building envelope. Sure. So break, break it down for us a little bit in that, in that industry. What is it that we do? What is it that other folks might do? Where do we fit into that, that industry right now? So we're a full-service building envelope consulting group. So we, we really specialize on the performance of exterior systems in regard to air, moisture, and, and thermal control. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not architects who are trying to uh, build new construction facilities, although we, we do a lot of consulting uh, to architects in new construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's di- distinctly different from architecture, and it's, it's even more specialized on the, those exterior systems and, and making them work. So when you say we do consulting to architects, what are, what are we doing for them there? Are we looking at their building sections and helping them 
dial in where the vapor barrier is or what are, what are we doing yeah yeah a wide range of things things like that um questions on vapor barriers and um and just design reviews quality assurance um we're also doing some um some delegated design um mm-hmm. where there's uh, some design teams that maybe are a little weaker in roofing we have some guys that are doing some roofing uh, for some architects uh, who don't have that capability um, so yeah all the way from delegated design to just some third-party quality assurance um, yeah, but we're also doing also doing a lot of uh, simulations uh, that i know you're familiar with with uh, woofy and therm to simulate how these wall systems are going to work uh, regarding um, vapor drive and heat transfer yeah yeah, the Wolfie analysis that, that comes in handy a lot of times. So, yeah. so we're doing that type of front-end consulting. And then what are we doing on the back end? I know we do some things in the field, obviously, testing and commissioning, maybe uh, a little bit of digging in as to why something's going wrong and, and that kind of thing. What, what do we do there? Yeah, so uh, during construction uh, of a new, new construction facility, we, can, uh, we do a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, including testing, like you mentioned, water testing, air leakage testing. Um, basically, hey, the architects designed a certain window or wall system, uh, contractors installed it, let's let's verify it actually works uh, before the building gets turned over. So we're setting up our spray racks and um, building air pressure chambers and riding scaffolding and, and running tests to, to confirm that all those complicated pieces came together correctly. And, and if they don't, uh, help them to troubleshoot to figure that out so we're doing, we're doing the physical testing on the on the skin then with the sprays and the pressure and the whole bit right? yeah okay. the physical testing lifting the the hoses and the gear and the equipment yeah um but i like to clarify that we're we're consultants who uh, can also do testing right there's some testing agencies out there who will uh, go out shoot some water in your building and, and walk away mm-hmm. you know we, we want to be consultants to um perform the test and help you figure it out if, if it's not right, right. And, and verify exactly what's wrong and, and how to get it back on track. Yeah, yeah. So do we do some forensic stuff in that? And do we go, go look at buildings after the fact and say, yeah, here's what, here's what we think happened? Yeah, absolutely. Both, um, you know, recent construction and, and really facilities managers, you know, any, any existing facility that's got a, a roof leak, a water leak, um, we can look into it, figure it out and, and uh, figure out how to solve it. Oh, that's good. We got one in the front of the building right now. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed this morning when I came in. So, yeah, and and so what kind of what kind of equipment do we have? Then? I mean, for doing some of these things, I know we've got some some high end cameras and we got some other things. What do, what do we have and and how do we use them? Yeah, our our newest one um, is electronic leak detection. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that one. Okay. Uh, we've got a, a consultant in Houston who leads that work. Has done it a lot. Used on uh, roofing, waterproofing systems to uh, basically replace a flood test. There's some tests hmm. out there where um, you can flood a roof to see if it leaks, which is a, a good test, but uh, can have some issues if it does leak in terms of flooding what's below and damaging yeah. materials. Um, so we're pretty excited to, to do electronic leak detection now where basically you're, you're sending a current through uh, the roof for waterproofing um, and checking for voids around it and you can help pinpoint um, okay. You know, a lot of times a, a low roof area will be sort of a work platform for other work that's happening out there and might get damaged uh, during the construction process. It helps identify those holes and, and get them fixed before uh, roof's, roof gets finished there. 
Um, but other equipment, yeah, infrared cameras. We have have some great ones, and and a couple trained guys on how to use those for several different purposes. Uh, you can use them in roofing to identify and trap moisture uh, that's trapped in the roof. Um, then on the wall systems, we're using them uh, to look for air leakage and and make sure we have a continuous air barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, we also recently purchased purchased a drone and have a, a, a licensed drone pilot. Um, who's doing a lot of different things for that. The, uh, the most valuable recently has been um, for assessments of existing facilities like we talked about um, that are hard to access, a high-rise building or one that's got some sort of exterior component that makes it hard to, to get up there. Um, if a hmm. building's got a leak or an issue, you know, to actually physically get up on the side of the building, you'd need to, you know, throw a swing stage over or ropes or whatever you're doing or we can fly this camera up and take a look with high resolution images uh, off the drone so um, okay that's been a fun tool to to use recently too. i didn't realize we had a, had a drone for that yet i know i knew we were using drone for some gis work and some other things with for a building envelope that's interesting so it's mostly high resolution photos though for that is that what it's doing or video i guess yeah high resolution yeah. photos we've done some thermal imaging mm-hmm. um uh, to to capture certain things um, it doesn't replace that thermal imaging doesn't replace actually being on the roof but can be another uh, a good tool to to gather info uh, yeah. if we need it yeah well, i think a lot of those tools that you guys have and the things that we're doing in the industry right now to drive towards more efficient buildings is is key i mean right right now we kind of build the buildings or have in the past built the buildings based on you know this is how we've always done a wall and this is and and being able to go back and look and really see that you've got a seamless air barrier and things like that are, are huge advances in my mind. And and we've always known it, but we've not really acted on it. So that's that's part of your role, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, always looking for for ways to to gather more information, and the drone certainly does that. Yeah, helps us a lot with. Um, we do a lot of repair projects too, where um, mm. maybe we're designing the replacement of a roof or uh, some waterproofing repairs on the outside and helps us uh, gather uh, create our own set of drawings right if it's a 30 40 year old building that nobody knows where the drawings are or anything like that we can fly around gather some info um, and and use that for uh, you know planning out the work yeah i had my first experience with a drone on a job site a while back and, and i was walking the job site and a drone flies through the middle of the building and I see okay. it going down and it goes somewhere and goes comes around and I see it come back out maybe 20 minutes later and it was mapping the, the structural columns you know and then taking the data and feeding it back and the structural engineer was verifying everything was where it's supposed to be okay and so it was kind of it was you know just a, a use of that te- that technology that we know it can be done but and we can visualize it but actually see it in person is pretty pretty cool to see it is yeah yeah so um, so talk a little bit about maybe the the impact you guys can have on a design. You know, one of the things that I've always thought about what you do is that if you get ahead of some of these disasters that can happen, these leaks, these building envelope issues, the impact it can have early in the cost versus after the fact when they're coming back in to fix it. Is there some thoughts or data on that? Well, I mean, I think the big picture explanation any any big city that you see uh, anywhere that we work all over the all over the u.s 
you know, everyone wants to have a, a unique exterior, right? It's inviting mm -hmm. for their clients, their customers, yeah. um, you know, for a lot of different architectural reasons to create a certain atmosphere and, and appearance. Um, and that means these are a lot of custom exterior assemblies, right? Mm -hmm. And it may be um, similar components, but they may not have been used in that exact assembly in, in the last, last okay. project. So there's a lot of coordination uh, between all these different parts and pieces uh, to get them together to work properly and a lot of different systems work differently and mm -hmm. and understanding how each of these system types work and, and make sure they're tying in together at their transitions um, and you know are, are the right product to begin with um, there, there's also a lot of a lot of changes certainly now um, with with different materials and in my whole career there's been a lot of uh, material changes and you know innovations some that work and, and mm -hmm. some that don't mm -hmm. um, so we've got to be careful to evaluate products that we're using um, in, in building the exterior of a building and, and understanding how it works and yeah. um, in the application so there's there's a big part of that too, understanding you know what the next VE is and what does that mean? What does this new product do? What are the positives and negatives for it? And being able to uh, dig down into that, um, there's just a, a lot of moving parts to, to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. So how um, how do you see the future of, of what you guys do? I mean, what, where where is it going? What what else are you are you thinking that you're going to get involved in in, in this process from a building envelope? stands yeah so you know the initial need at ssr started in the commissioning program the former commissioning program um where people were really starting to verify how their mechanical systems work and wanted to transition that process over to the envelope and or yeah. add that process on the envelope and say hey let's make sure we stay ahead of some things before we open the building and, and reduce our risk mm -hmm. uh, so that was where the initial need at ssr started um but we've been really expanding um, beyond that, and that's that's always going to be a, a core um, service of what we do in terms of third-party verification. Um, but we're also doing a lot more in in terms of uh, field testing and um, you know design work and uh, you know assessments of existing existing facilities. So mm -hmm. really getting into anything that an envelope needs to, to make it work right. And, and I think that's important too, even for the commissioning services, that we need to have the context of what it takes to do all these different things, right? You know, we don't want to be just the one that has recommendations, but then can't follow through with it, right? If I'm right. saying you need to um, replace something, then we need to have the team that knows how to help you replace that, yeah. right? And help yeah. facilitate. What do you replace it with? Right. right. Mm -hmm. um, so we really are working to be, um, you know, strong in all areas across the board of, of envelope consulting. Yeah, and so major major markets or building types. What kind of what kind of building types are are we hitting on right now? It's it's a little bit of everything in in terms of um, building types, client types, um, markets. It's it's really across the board. Mm -hmm. um, you know, generally the more um, more complex exteriors and the more sensitive interiors um, have have a bigger need for envelope consulting. Um, mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, your institutional healthcare facilities that are going to be around a long time, they want to be really sure up front uh, that yeah. the performance is going to be right. Um, 
in that they're going to have a higher urgency to get the envelope right than maybe a, a, a large warehouse. Um, but then depending on the warehouse, you start digging into, you know, what's actually inside there and, and talking about the risks of leaks. And, um, you know, we've certainly done plenty of warehouse work, too, um, in, in looking at those systems. So yeah, really, really all across the board, we stay out of residential, um, but but really any commercial health care, doing a lot of uh, federal government work uh, as well, uh, state and, and, and city, too. Yeah, yeah, and I know you guys have touched on the in the sports world too with some things that we've done. I, you know, I've, back in a back in the day, we had a facility that was built, um, and I, I think this plays to the uniqueness of buildings and their skins. Right, every single panel in some of these exterior skins is unique, and numbered, and specifically shaped, and curved, and you know all these things as they're trying to put it together. And I remember, and I wish we had had, I wish building envelope work had been around back in the you know 10 years ago or 12 years ago when when things like this used to come up but we had a building that had a problem with vapor in the building just moisture getting in the building had no idea how it was getting in the building and we finally got up above one particular structure in the ceiling and found an entire piece of the exterior wall that was missing that you couldn't see from the outside yeah you know and it was it was like 120 feet long no exterior on the building right yeah and i'm thinking how easy that would be today just walk along the outside with your camera and go, well, there it is. Look at that big strip of nothingness. In yeah. There, right? so. yeah. And I think there's, there's kind of a mindset out there that people understand um, keeping water out and understand water and rainwater right. and where it's going to go. Right. Uh, but not everybody, not every installer is, is always thinking about hair leakage mm-hmm. as well um, mm-hmm. and what that means, especially in a hot, humid climate or cold climate um, oh, yeah. on what that means that hey that's just a path to the outside that can have a lot of big issues yeah you know we talk about some of these larger buildings and how it's impossible to keep them positively pressurized and and the only reason that is is because they leak so bad that's the only reason and 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 you can have stack effect from the height and all those things but the reality is you can't put enough air in these things i mean arenas are a big a big part of that and uh, i've always said if we could just build the buildings tight then uh, we'd, we'd solve a lot of problems, control where the air comes in, you know, and condition it on its way in. And that's where you guys come in, I think, is, is solving some of those questions about where's where are the leaks, air leaks, not water leaks, but where are the leaks coming in. Right, and it's, yeah. it's one of those things that it sounds simple, but you really need a team of people who have been doing it to understand sometimes where those leaks occur. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes um, we have a facility we're getting started on here soon uh, that has a a very small leak in in that there's there's a joint that's about an eighth of an inch quarter of an inch uh wide mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't air sealed correctly which isn't yeah. isn't a big deal um until you, you count out the number of thousands of linear feet around the facility times a quarter or an eighth of an inch that's in a big equivalent yeah outside air it, opening got that, a big open door <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah uh, SS, you know ssr's got a lot of great mechanical engineers but you know no mechanical design is going to overcome, you know, big outside uh, air openings. And that's um, yeah. something that we're always looking at. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good stuff. Well, Greg, thanks for uh, coming on today and sharing a little bit, enlightening us on what you guys do. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR On Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.